guys. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show. Where we are bringing you the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of The Selfie Show. I am a nurse, blogger, and podcaster. And I'm Sam. I'm a nurse, podcaster, powerlifter, and co-host of The Selfie Show. And today we are talking off the clock about our favorite topic, <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> I thought it would be really fun to do an episode <laughs> of all things that you can't Google or find about us. Okay, I don't well, know. This is just so fun. Here's the thing. Like you did that cool post that was like kind of the allow me to reintroduce myself. myself. Yeah. So it's nice because we do have some new if you are a new listener, if you're a loyal listener, love you long time. Thanks yeah. for sticking with us and riding this wave. But if you are new here, welcome. We're glad to have you to the party. Yeah. And we are a party. <laughs> we like to party. Well, okay, so here's the other thing too. When we started the show together, we we did do like a little recap on like our dynamics and stuff like that, but we've never really done an about us. Yeah. Like kind of all the behind like, the scenes. Who are you even? Yeah. So Today, we wanted to bring you like some selfie mom energy, selfie aunt energy. I don't know, but I'm, we're super pumped about this. So. Rich hot aunties. Yeah, we love that for us. Um, okay, really quick, I just have to say this. I have such bad Coachella FOMO this week. It is I don't insane. because even if I had a free ticket, I don't think I would want to go. <sighs> I hate people in my personal space. I hate being hot. I hate being dirty and outside. Yeah, we know and you're not a festival girl. No, and I like to sit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get tired. I need to sit down. Yeah. Well, the lineup this year. But, okay. okay, if I see Harry Styles and Shania Twain on TikTok one more time, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> I saw a comment that was like, the next time I try to explain bisexuality to my grandma, I'm just going to show her this clip because it's Harry Styles <laughs> and Shania Twain singing, man, I feel like a woman. Oh, I love that. And I was like, that literally describes, and they're both wearing matching sequin yeah, outfits. Phenomenal. Harry Styles, Billie Eilish, Doja Cat. The okay, weekend. I love Doja Cat and Megan the Stallion L is Megan my the Stallion. queen. Yeah. Um, also mm. Kim Petras, who I'm obsessed with, who you Lex are. Lex yeah. had introduced me to her, and I'm obsessed with her. Fat Boy Slim, oh Swedish House Mafia. Fat Boy Slim's alive. I know. Good for good for Here you, go. Fat Boy Slim. That's a throwback. We love that for us. Um, I'm just having all of the uh, the FOMO vibes. I know there's one more weekend. Um, so if you're going, I'm very jealous of you. Let's just say that. I'm not, but I hope you have fun. <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's Easter? You're going to your Easter. No. Mm. I, okay, listen. We're recording this on Easter Sunday. Yes. You know, we're in our uh, Easter best attire. Of course. I leave for Vegas tomorrow morning for work. And I worked last night yeah. from 2 p.m. to 2.30 a.m., I got to do laundry. I got to wash my dog's beds. I got to clean. I got to like get my life together and pack. And I just, I never have a moment to myself. Yeah. I was just with my family on Thursday for my nephew's first birthday, which was delightful. But I'm like, I need some Samantha yeah. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's you a balance, know? right? I don't know. It's a balance. So I haven't told my family I'm flaking yet, but I think I'm going to be a, that piece of shit daughter that flakes <sighs> on Easter. Yeah. Um, well, on popular opinion, I'm here for peeps. I love the peeps. I think it's great. Didn't you feature horse peeps? Okay, yeah. So <laughs> that says it all. Like, okay, why, Zorro no. is uh, our horses. You guys absolutely love them. So we keep them in business. You know, every time they come around and we're buying them, like when they go on sale, like we stock up, you know, he gets so one or two at a time. We don't go crazy to just don't come for me, but he loves them. He loves the marshmallow moment. Okay, He's not here's partial thing. to flavor. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I don't like marshmallows in general. 
Oh. Like regular marshmallows. Oh, I love marshmallows. I don't think that they're good. Oh. Fluffy goodness? No. In your hot chocolate? Because a marshmallow, if it's not like a raw dog Mm. out of the bag marshmallow... (laughs) It's too like firm and squishy, like okay. But then, you don't like, is it a texture thing? It just doesn't taste like anything, and it's not good. Mm, I, I love. I'd them. rather have cotton candy. So then, okay, you make like a s'mores. Okay, a perfectly toasted marshmallow where now it's melty and gooey, I'm okay with, but it's like not... Oh, I love them. I don't... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you have like marshmallow dip and shit, it's like, that's weird. That's ex- that's kind of taking it a little, a little too much. And I could see that good in maybe some recipes. Another like unpopular opinion, Rice Krispie Treats suck. Oh, see, I love Rice Krispie Treats. Because I don't like marshmallow. Oh, I love them. Yeah, it's yeah. not... It doesn't do it for me. Or when there's like... Any sort of like, um, what s'mores type, yeah, like flavored dessert or treat or something, it's just doesn't, oh, doesn't do it. it for me. Oh my god, for me personally, it's gonna be a no. We actually had a really good, it was a shake, it was a dessert. It was at a mm. restaurant we were at in Santa Barbara, and the top of it, they had it like perfectly, what do they call it when they like. Um, oh, the torch it? The torch it yeah. at the top. And then the, oh, it was such, it was so much Can goodness. We talk about Cadbury eggs, though, because those are controversial. Oh, so that's People, not my, mm-mm, I no. love a Cadbury egg. Mm-mm, not my thing. I think it's definitely the creaminess. The, and then yes. The, mm, just like I want to like crack it and like drizzle no. it on my face. Like it's so good. <laughs> and the caramel one. I was going to say the flavor. Okay, there's like the normal one that's like supposed to be an actual like egg yolky looking thing in the middle. I will fuck that up. But the, Caramel one is delish. Oh yeah, no. I love caramel. I've never do you say been caramel into those. or caramel. Caramel. Why do people say caramel? I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. Tomato, tomato. If you say but caramel, I, caramel, like don't no, talk to me. It's you're trying too hard. Like you know, no, you don't need to put it. In. No, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, caramel. I don't know. caramel. We're here for caramel. Um, yeah, so, well, happy holiday to all of you guys, and happy Passover to all my Jewish girlies out there, too. We love you guys. Uh, your so, husband. And my husband, <laughs> my hubby, yes. So we hope you guys had a good holiday, and, um, yeah, so today, we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna give you the little sneak peek into our lives, learn a little bit more about us, you know, life updates, personal, raw, real fun. So let's get into it, Miss Samantha. Um, okay, what do you think is one thing that people misunderstand about you? I think people think that I'm meaner than I am. Ooh. Like, I think people think, like, okay, here's the, I am a bitch. <laughs> but you get the version of me that you deserve. Okay. I am never going to meet someone for the first time and be unfriendly, unwelcoming, unwarm, not inviting. Especially, like, you're a new person coming to my gym. Oh, hi, I'm Sam. Nice to meet you. I'm never, were any sort of setting, I'm going to give you respect as a baseline yeah. until you don't deserve it. Then you done fucked up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But I think because I am so loud and outspoken and people are like, oh, like Sam's, yeah. you don't want to piss her off. It's like, yeah, you don't. But I'm nice. I really yeah. am nice until I need to not be. I'm like a choose your own adventure book. Choose wisely. Oh, okay. I'm here for this. Well, I've known you forever. So I feel yeah. like that's always been something that intrigued me about you. I love that about you. But I think I get kind of a bad rap sometimes mm. of, or I have like a little bit of RBF. Well, you're loud too. I'm loud. You're loud and loud. opinionated. And I think actually people think I'm very much like so extroverted, but I really do have like a social battery that 
drains and right. it goes on empty. And then I just need to be away from people. I need quiet time. I need no talking. I need. So actually, sometimes that even is hard for me. I come to the gym and I just want to work out and not socialize. But then it's like, well, what's wrong? Oh, my God. Something's got to be wrong because you're not being so loud and extroverted. And it's like, damn, can a bitch get some peace in her <laughs> life for once? Like, I don't always have it in me to be so like on stage all the time yeah I would agree like, I think a lot of us are starting to realize that about ourselves you know like, just let me like I just want to take a nap yo yeah I don't know mm. I think those are my biggest misunderstandings people yeah. have about me yeah or that I don't know I yeah. think I think for me it's almost maybe the opposite where I feel that I'm seen maybe as like super sugary princess queen I, I yeah. think you get that perception and I'm like like I said, yeah. I've seen Tori's titties <laughs> all the time. I, all the I damn have this, time. Like, I'm such a weird person where like I have this side of me that I, I, you know, for many of you who have been listening, I'm very much someone who lives in gray, right? So like black versus white. Like I like to see the whole picture. I like to have the understand a lot about different dynamics and people. Um, and so, but I think it's funny because I do have a lot of strong opinions about things. Um, but I think I have a little like spicy streak, you know, I feel that way. I think you're myself, one of the most like open-minded to like people's lifestyles yeah. of anyone I've ever met. Yeah, I try to. Like you are so non-judgmental, like about what people choose to do I, with I try their to, I try. personal lives. And yeah, I think that's something like... I think maybe you used to hang out with uptight people. I don't know what it is. Like, what is it? But you look a lot more like conservative and yeah, PC sure. than you actually are. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think there's a little more ratchet in there. And I, <laughs> I like that's what I love about you. You bring that out of me. It's so much fun. Okay, quick recap for all of the listeners out there. Where are you from? Let's get a quick upbringing. What was that like for for Sam? Uh, I mean, if I don't scream Orange County Princess, I don't know what does. <laughs> but I was born and raised in Orange County, California, specifically your Belinda. If you know if you're not from local Southern California, actually, even if you are in Southern California, like you probably didn't even know what your Belinda was. No, not really. Like, no, most yeah. people don't know where your Belinda is. It's like a specific, it's where the Richard Nixon library is. Richard Nixon was born <laughs> in your Belinda. Okay. We got school off that day when he died. I was like in fourth grade and I was like, hell yeah, Richard Nixon died. <laughs> School's canceled today. My dad took us to Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, it was great. Shout thing. out to Richard Nixon for dying <laughs> and letting me go to not the day off. Yeah, yeah love that for us okay. but yeah very white I went to private yeah. Christian school my entire life right. up from preschool through high school just very um a bubble but it's a nice place to raise your kids but I think you need to do your due diligence of exposing them to the entire rest of the world because I think it it's is such a bubble because to me you don't personify what Orange County is it's weird, huh? Like, no, yeah, I don't know why I'm even still living there. And I just signed a lease until August 2023. <laughs> so your girl's trapped. You are much more LA or San Diego vibes to me. It's weird, personally. Huh? Yeah, that's yeah, what I, I think don't know. for sure. But and then you're one of three. You're middle four. Child. Four. Yeah, that's true. I yeah, my I have an older brother and two younger sisters. It's my baby sister lives. She's not a baby. She's married and she's 25. But she lives <laughs> in um, North Carolina. Yeah. 
And so obviously my middle child syndrome is very apparent as you listen to this show or follow me on Instagram. (laughs) I'm like a middle child Capricorn. So if that doesn't make sense, I don't know what does, but what did I like grew up, played soccer, softball, cheer. Um, I literally used to make my siblings and cousins. I'd choreograph dances for us, but I, it was all like centered around me and they were like my backup. <laughs> and then I'd force them to perform these at family of functions and events, yeah. or I would write plays. I would literally write these full elaborate like screenplays with like acts and like, what is it when you take an intermission, like okay, all yeah. the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah. But again, I was the main character and they were just my supporting cast and I would force them to practice and like then perform these things against their will. And so Ugh. I've just always been a lot producer <laughs> a over lot here. yeah 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 um okay well so fun oh, yeah go. tell them the fun fact about us okay that, yes. bon- that bonds us this is what bonds us so uh sam and i obviously met what nine years ago and we discovered very early on that both of our dads are farmers which is so rare for southern california yes it's like unheard of so i grew up in central california originally near fresno clovis fresno shout out and then my family grew uh moved to ventura so i grew up on a ranch my whole life um another fun fact is my dad my dad was born in 1940 so i grew up with a dad who's super old school damn i know like the one clip like you know for me damn kevin hart (laughs) Yeah, so um, I grew up with a super old school dad, but my dad is so interesting because I grew up with a dad who thought very strongly one way, but then was very open minded. I feel like my dad was very oddly very progressive for the situation that we grew up in. So I grew up on a ranch my whole life out in Ventura. Um, much like Sam, I went to an all girl Catholic high school. Hello. That is so funny to me. Yeah. I never knew that yeah. until we did this podcast. I also have a half brother. How who... many people from your all girl Catholic high school are gay now? Oh my God. No, so like funny genuinely, you say that. just like wondering. Um, uh, Actually quite a few, a handful of, of my really good girlfriends mm. who I loosely keep in touch with. Or, yeah, yeah, they're out there having fun. Girl, you know, the girl Catholic high school thing, you know, it does something to you. It does. Maybe that's um, why you're so open-minded. Probably. It's like the opposite of what they want to teach you yeah. is what happens yeah. in private school. Yeah, purity rings. Do you remember those? Oh, my God. Oh my I God. remember, like, taking... We didn't have sex ed because I went to Christian school. But yeah. we had, like, birds what? and bees talk, I guess. Right. Like, this is what your period is. Okay. And I remember we had to take this pledge in junior high. No, we had to fill out this anonymous, like, thing saying, like, if... We planned on like staying a virgin forever, and it was yeah. like, well, obviously, since we're married, like, why would you? It was it was not... a cool thing to do. Yeah, it was like so cool to be like. Yeah. Actually, my best friend and I, she lives in Portland. We used to talk like we were obsessed with the Backstreet Boys mm-hmm. in junior high, like eighth grade, and we used to sit here and have actual conversations. Like, okay. Like, do you think Nick is still a virgin? <laughs> we're like, I mean, AJ, pro- of course. AJ. Or like, do you remember when the pop princesses were all like, <laughs> yes, it was like it was a, a thing, big thing to be. Like, is Britney and yeah. Mandy Moore, like in Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, yeah. like, are they virgins? And it's, what a bizarre time it was, to be alive. I know, I know. Oh we God. were all part of that. Yeah. Um, and then another fun fact about me is, so my dad, obviously, he's 80, what, two or three now. So I have a half brother who's 65, 
who is basically the same age as my mom. Okay, let's talk about that. And he is, he's a retired general surgeon. Um, He grew up in Washington, but we reconnected with with him because my dad, backstory, basically. Give us the back. Like, how did you reconnect? Yeah, so his wife, um, who's a nurse, they had recently married. um, And she was like, you know, you should really reach out to your dad and see if he's one, alive, or two, you know, just to reconnect and try and see. So anyway... Long story short, she cold called my dad one morning and she asked um, point blank, like, does the name Michael, I'm going to leave the name, but so-and-so mean something to you? And my dad's response was, do I need to get a lawyer? Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So, so yes. Yeah. Okay. So it does mean something to you. Yeah. yeah. So fast forward, long story short, my dad was like, okay, why don't you guys come visit? They started this rapport. And then it's funny because as um, they were driving down the driveway, a bunch of our family were there because we wanted to meet him all together. And we were all kind of loosely saying something to the effect of like, what if this is a like total scam? Like, what if this yeah. is not real? Like, cause you never know with people, like you don't know what's, you know, what's the intention, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, he gets out of the car and he starts walking towards us. And I swear to God, he is literally the spitting image of my dad. So he's crazy. like a couple feet, he's taller, younger but same balding pattern same style he was wearing like this vest that like he's had everything that my dad is it's so weird like the whole nature versus nurture thing I'm like he never grew up with my dad he didn't know my dad nothing and they literally looked the exact same they had the same mannerisms the same kind of mindset it's just it's insane so so yeah so I have a brother that we met a couple years ago we stay in touch it's been awesome so a very odd upbringing my brother and I you guys know he was on the podcast early on um we were 13 months apart super close love him um he's crazy off the hinge they're expecting a baby which i'm really Yay! excited about being auntie so i'm excited about Aunt that Tori. yeah so um we both have like these crazy i love crazy stories and like i love the backstory on people and like why are you the way you are right and i feel like it's such a base on you know who we are today and like wh- who we're learning we're becoming you know how do you think your parents would describe you I think okay so I said the other day that I wanted to be pierce my nose and I was like sorry mom I don't know I don't know I'm getting I think I'm having a midlife crisis do you did you have your nose pierced yeah so I wanted my nose backstory this just describes a lot about me I wanted my nose pierced in high school um when I was 18 I turned 18 my senior year January so halfway through my senior year I was 18 and it's kind of like I know I'm in high school, but I'm a fucking adult. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I obviously live at home and don't pay bills. And yeah. it's like, you're not an adult. It's for every 18-year-old that thinks we're grown, bitch, you ain't grown. Yeah. But I really wanted my nose pierced. And my mom was like, absolutely not. But it's like, can you really tell me no? I'm 18. I could go get it right. done. I don't need a parent with me. But I did respect her. And she said, like, wait until you graduate high school. Which was more just like her trying to just at least... Yeah, give you a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I graduated high school that morning, you know, in a church because it was a private school and that's where it was held was this big church and graduated immediately, like took the, you know, pictures out front and then went straight to a piercing shop, pierced my nose that day. Then I come back home power move that afternoon for like my graduation party with my grandparents and all that. And my mom 
was beside herself uh, and yeah. she's like you couldn't have waited like one day until not having this grad party with your grandma here and i'm like it was literally a tiny stud uh, like nothing mm-hmm. and it was drama 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and my dad was i was like whatever but yeah i had it pierced all the way up until fun fact when i graduated nursing school i had my nose pierced and i had red hair like aerial oh, red whoa. like little mermaid okay. i fucking loved it it was a vibe but when I started applying for nursing jobs, I did want like a recommendation letter from like my stepdad and because mm. um, he was connected to just the medical community yeah. in Southern California. And my mom said, I'm not willing to let him vouch for you until you dye your hair back to a normal hair color and take out your nose ring. Whoa. So when I had my interview for the job that where my first job as a NICU nurse where Tori and I met, I dyed my hair back to dark brown and took out my nose ring and I've left it like that ever since. Okay. But I think I'm having a midlife crisis because one, I keep seeing this, there was this TikTok filter for red hair and I put it on and I was like, oh my God. It like made me all tingly inside. I was like, (laughs) I just have this like- Maybe we're going back to that? I don't know. I think I'm just having like a full midlife crisis. I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but- then I was just like, shit, I kind of want another tattoo. You you getting that tattoo, tattoo I know. made me now. Now I'm like, okay, God, I feel like I haven't gotten a tattoo in over a decade. So I'm like, I kind of want another tattoo. I kind of want to dye my hair red again. Mm. I kind of want to re-pierce my nose. I think I'm having a midlife crisis. But when I said that last, just a few days ago, I said, I kind of want to re-pierce my nose. And I was like, don't kill me, mom. She's like, honestly, I'm so over trying to like <laughs> control what, like, nah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. she's like, I've, you're, she's you're let go. A loose cannon. I'm a loose cannon. I think I've always been that way. I've always been, which I honestly don't feel is a fair rap of me, but I've always gotten the stigma in my family of being confrontational, emotional, overly sensitive, argumentative, easily like to offend. Like, and I, I don't think that's a fair assessment, but it's because I will speak up. And so, um, and just no one can really tell me what to do. And I've always been that way. Like your dad's so cute with you though. He (laughs) was on the phone with her the other day and he's just so cute with you. He texted me a Facebook link last night and it doesn't work because I don't have Facebook. And I said, the link doesn't work boomer. (laughs) (laughs) He appreciates that. He totally embraces it. He's like, am I a boomer? Yeah, he is a boomer. I love that for you. I think for me, my family would coin me as like the mediator um, I grew up, this is a little backstory, maybe a little more on the heavy side, but definitely in my family, there was a lot of, um, like loose chaos. I would say, you know, definitely, um, substance, alcoholism. Um, there was some, my parents are both very, like, it's hard to explain. They're very go-getter, very get it done, very straightforward, very just like my mom is a no nonsense queen, but there was just a lot of kind of organized chaos. And I feel like it, because of that, I, the way I adapted in my life was very much to be the mediator, which is why I can see very extreme sides and like to be able to see both and understand both sides. Cause I think it was ingrained in me at a very young age. So I think that's something I also feel like um, I'm I like to be the glue. I love to be the place where people come to like it. In, I love hosting things. I love being the place where people want to be are a party thrower. Yeah, like I love hosting parties. I think that that's just something that's a, always been a piece of me. I love 
like hosting our holiday party and being um, the place for like Fourth of July. And I, I don't know. I just am always the person wanting to bring people together. I think that's just like I lean into that. I really need, lean into that part of me. And I think that's how they would. I think. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's I would just... say from working with you, you definitely have always been kind of the mediator. Because if I'm even popping off about someone or something I don't like, and you're kind of like, well, <laughs> listen, like, devil's advocate. yeah, you are a very so much fun. like devil's advocate. Who was your role model growing up? I want to kind of say my nanny, my Aww. dad's mom. I She's like a queen of queens. Six kids. I don't think she wanted any of them, to be honest. I think my grandpa's Italian and, like, wanted a huge family. And she was just like, if I can hate all these people. And then there was, like, 36 grandchildren between us. And she was just, like, fucking over it. But her and I, well, I lived with her for, like, eight years. And we would just, like, talk shit about everyone. Did she live in the house with you guys? No, no. I lived. So I moved out when I was 18. Okay. Yeah, I moved out from... Um, obviously I didn't live with my mom cause like the nose piercing thing didn't go so well. That was just the tip of the iceberg. I was just, you know, going through a phase oil and water. Yeah. And I always lived with my dad in high school, but then he got remarried my senior year and that didn't, um, go yeah. so over so well with me. Right. So when I graduated high school and pierced my nose, it was kind of like, I just moved in with my grandparents at the time. And my nanny was truly like my best friend. We would seriously talk shit about everyone in the family which was great <laughs> she's hilarious we love that. and I don't know she's just like very old school but like also I feel like for someone who was born in the 30s or whatever like very like independent and so I think I get a lot of my personality from her so I would say her and then honestly my stepdad um who passed away but man he and I like, grew so up much. super poor in the South. His father passed away when he was little. So single mom, grew up super poor, fought in Vietnam, like went to college, made this amazing life for himself. And I've never heard him complain. He worked up until the day that he got sick. And I've never heard him complain a day in his life about being too tired about all the work that he does about anything. And he would give the shirt off his back to anyone. I don't think I've had a better role model in my entire life than the way that he lived his life and treated other people hands down. Wow. Uh, So for me, hands down, it's my mom. My mom, Lori is, I truly mean this like a queen of Queens. So the backstory for my mom is she grew up in sort of a chaotic household, um, swingers of the 60s. You know, that was her that parents. That blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so my mom left home, I think actually maybe when she was 16 or 17. She had a series of careers. So she was a police officer for a little while. Um, and then she morphed into um, horse training. And she's she had worked for... Um, the dole what's his name david murdoch who he had a huge ranch out in ventura farms so she managed his breeding program for a long time my mom's just like the most go-getter person she's also a true girl's girl i've never met anyone that is so loyal to her girlfriends my mom is truly just she's someone that 
brings people together. And she also is someone that brings in people who have lesser than herself. So she's always someone that can see something in someone and say, I want to wrap you up and I want to help you in some way or bring you into my community. So she's always hosting, we call them the Somas Housewives dinners. So she's the host and like has all these women together. Um, She also had she came from um, like a lot of nothing. She really wasn't able to go to college. She persevered through her life just she had a husband who um she married and then he passed away after Vietnam um and he struggled with a lot of a substance abuse she's just so resilient my mom is the most resilient person I've ever met um and I just I really admire it I mean she's just one of these people that will always figure something out she's sort of like also a general like she just is one of those people that will get stuff done she spearheads things she takes things on I don't know how she has the energy that she does I can't keep up with her to be honest it's like insane when's her birthday she's a Capricorn queen you guys are when's her actual birthday birthday twins January 7th we literally have the same birthday which gives me so much life yeah what a queen I hope to be half the mom she is I love my mom so much she's amazing um okay quick recap I many of us know this your nurse journey and Mm. like just anything um outstanding about that for you all right time out though before we get into that we need to talk about the best study tool of choice for learning content on all the topics you can think of. And this is grad school, student approved, nursing professor approved. Let's talk about Picmonic. Picmonic, you guys. This is an audiovisual learning platform designed for healthcare students, including nurses, MDs, DOs, CNAs, LPNs, NPs, the list goes on. It is the study tool of choice for learning thousands of the most difficult to remember and most frequently tested topics. It's been used by 1 million healthcare students worldwide. It's research proven. It's interactive. There's digital flashcards. They're quick and effective two-minute videos. And they are designed to help you increase retention by 331%. This is mind-blowing to me. This connects difficult-to-remember facts with unforgettable characters. It ties the facts together into a ridiculously memorable story. And it just really helps reinforce what you've learned and track your progress with thousands of built-in rapidly review multiple-choice quizzes. This is just such a great tool for you guys to use. They also have an NCLEX workbook and nursing cheat sheets. So love that. Absolutely. So join over 1.3 million students who use their quick and effective picture pneumatic study aids to boost your performance in school. And as you guys know, we have an amazing code for you. If you head over to picmonic.com, that's P-I-C-M-O-N-I-C.com and use the code SELFIE, you will get 20% off of your subscription. Again, that's picmonic.com dot com code selfie c-e-l-l-f-i-e for 20 percent off of your subscription school's hard but it doesn't have to be absolutely so work smarter not harder y'all <laughs> love this for you honestly i didn't even ever want to be a nurse it never sparked like it was i never knew anything about nursing i it was never a thought i never considered it as a career i had no idea even about nursing I wanted to be a licensed licensed marriage and family therapist. That's what I was going to school for when I graduated high school. And then it just, I stumbled upon it. And I wanted to graduate and be able to earn enough money to take care of myself because I'm always independent. I've had a job since I was 15. Yeah. I used to work in my dad's strawberry farms. And then I worked at the grocery store. 
I worked at a beauty supply store. I coached cheerleading. And then I worked at group homes for teenagers. I, I've always had a job. I've yeah. always had a paycheck. I was wanted to graduate and earn enough money to financially support myself. And then I realized I really like love gross medical stuff. <laughs> and then I, once I learned more about the nursing profession, I, I grew up with the same stigma I think a lot of people have about nurses. They just do what doctors tell them, like clean people up, blah, blah, blah. Like they're not right. I had no idea the world of critical care and the role nurses played in that and how much autonomy they had and critical thinking it required. And once I heard all of that, it changed everything for me. So I went into nursing school thinking adult tra trauma. Mm. trauma 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 er trauma which bring actually it on, i like think gunshot. still shoots you it does but it's like it's if er was only that that'd be great but once i did my rotation in the er and realized oh god there's like drunk people yeah. in here or all this this is basically a, a psych yeah. holding unit or there's someone with an earache that should have went to urgent care and didn't i don't have the patience for this shit and traumas come in but it's not 12 hours of trauma right and then I was like and for that reason I'm out and then I was a CNA for adults while I was in nursing school just to build up my resume and that made me realize adults are disgusting and I will not I won't be a nurse if I have to work with adults right. point blank period I will walk away I won't do it then that helped me guide me into whatever mm -hmm. NICU world I was like on a mission to find the smallest humans possible and that's how I ended up in NICU and thank God I did, because honestly, that's where I met you. Yeah. And actually, one of my NICU babies, she's going to be seven. I'm invited to her birthday party if you want to come with me. Oh, I but, love um, that. her mom sent me Easter pictures today and said, Happy birthday, mommy, Sam. Oh, my God. And, I love it. like, she's so cute. And the fact that I'm still in touch with all of these families seven, eight years later is like warms my heart beyond belief. And then I met you, and we mm. have this child together and yeah. so I just feel like I was put in the right place for me obviously I've since moved on from the NICU but I'm so glad that I did it and then I think when I went to nursing school they only taught you this is how you become a nurse a bedside nurse in the hospital yeah no one ever told us still what it still is that way I am the unpopular professor that would tell people if you don't ever work a day in your life in the hospital, you're yeah, still a nurse. Absolutely. But I had no idea going into this career, how many different opportunities there actually was. And it took working in it to discover that. So like, what's, yeah. what's your yeah. back? Yeah. So, story? um, I went to university of Arizona. You guys know this bear, <laughs> bear down. down. Um, Jacob went there as well. Um, so I, it took me, you guys know this, <laughs> I hate school. I'm not good at it. I'm not a good student. I'm not, um, in terms of academia, I really struggle. So long story short, it took me three and a half times to get in, which over the course, that was basically over a course of two years. Um, and so I graduated from U of A and, um, so I went and worked at children's hospital where Sam was, and I worked there full-time full-time nights for three and a half years. Hey. And then um, very early on, I just knew I I needed to try something else. So I did some travel nursing. Do you remember um, the moment you told me you were going to leave? Yes. We were at our friend's bachelorette party, skinny dipping yeah. in the spa <laughs> and Tori's butt ass naked. And she's like, you know, I think I just like want to go travel, you know, like I just, I think I need to do that. And I was yeah. like, I mean, selfishly, I don't want you to leave was, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love my night shift crew, but I support that 
if you feel like you need to go and do what you got to do. I was literally butt naked. You guys asked me but this butt conversation. Ass naked. Like, I think I just like need to travel. And yeah. I was like, do you, boo? It was so do much fun. You? Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it was so And then fun. I remember when you did. And then you started getting new friends. And I was I jelly. I was like, oh, I why is Tori at the beach with her new NICU nurse friends from another hospital? I'm so I know. jelly. But then you came back to us. I know, I did. Yeah. So I did um, some travel in LA and Orange County. And I never thought you'd come back. I know I didn't really think so either. But you you know, here's the thing too, and that's the whole thing is like I just say never say never. Yeah. You know, there's so many points and you know, this is part of my journey too is I was in nurse practitioner school for about a year and I realized at the end of that year that it was not for me and I think that's an open conversation like let's normalize you change your mind, right? Like life is too short to do things that you are not invested in. And, you know, just because it was, it wasn't because it was just hard, right? Like NP school for me was very hard, but it was more like deep down. I was like, is this really what I want? And I just realized it, it was not the route for me. And it was actually interesting because it was competing factors with the selfie show. It was very much a competing factor with this because I had kind of started the show maybe halfway through my first year in NP school. And then I started realizing, wait, like the whole goal of what I wanted to do is to be able to reach people and to educate and to provide resources and to help people in a bigger way. And I'm like, wow, I'm actually doing that and being able to hear we can bring on those experts and bring on people and have these conversations and, you know, normalize things. And I yeah. supported you going to NP school, but yeah. I was always like, why? Yeah, I know. Because yeah. I never personally like I already have my master's degree. And I knew getting it that I never wanted to work as an NP. Yeah. Just the actual work itself wasn't something that is of interest to me. And it's a great career. It's not like this isn't me like knocking NPs. No, like, we definitely need Actually, them. I love like an NP's doing my PAP next week. Love, love that. that for me. Love that for you. They actually gave me the option like, do you want like this sort of um, guyne or NP? I was like, I want the NP. Yeah. No offense I to my also, guines out there. I just really yeah. love NPs. I feel like you build good like connections with them. But I was, I had to sit you, I didn't sit you down, but you asked my opinion. I'm not going to give unsolicited opinions, but when you asked like, yeah. hey, this is how I feel about grad school. I looked at you and I'm, do you want to actually wake up in the morning and go work as a nurse practitioner? Do you, is that what you see yourself doing for the rest of your life? And you're like, not really. I'm like, then why are you getting this right. degree? I also really found my love again for bedside. And I will say that I love where I work. I love my people. But I also want to say this too. I am really obsessed with people who absolutely love what they do. Like yeah. I love watching people, especially in the healthcare world where they just are so passionate about the patient population and they are just, they, they love, love, love what they do. Mm -hmm. And I have a big admiration, even for like in my head, like athletes, right? People who just are so dedicated with, to what they do. And I felt that draw to the selfie community. Like I felt that that kind of passion and that kind of like what I want out of life and how do I want to make an effect was here. So that's ultimately what the decision made. Um, but along with that, let's talk about this. What are your, what was your biggest failure? And like, what did you learn from that experience? Oh, Boise. And it doesn't be nursing. It can be whatever. No, I know. I don't even think it is. I think I've made nothing but great career <laughs> decisions. Not to toot my own horn, yeah, but I, I think that. that in my 10 years, I've accomplished a lot. I've gotten a master's. I have 10 years of critical care, seven years NICU, three years flight, emergency flight. I have five years of teaching, um, nursing school Agency. and now I'm in med device sales and I feel like I've covered a lot of groundwork and mm -hmm. no offense or I guess I don't know sorry not sorry toot toot my horn but my resume's fucking stacked and I'm proud of it power move 
power moves only over mm-hmm. here. So Live I truth. would say my biggest failure has to just be like in my own personal life. And I don't know, I don't want to call it like failure because I think you learn from everything. And I don't think that there's such thing as failures. Right. There's learning opportunities. It's only a failure if you didn't grow as a result of it. I like that. Again, like did I ever see myself being 36 single dog plant mom with, you know, Crocs and a rainbow hat on a podcast? Like, no, I didn't see this for myself, but I'm so happy with where I'm at in my life. Um, yeah, it's definitely like, okay, so we ordered those like modern fertility yeah. kits. Mine came, okay, but I can't do it until next, next month because yeah. you have to. Do you have to do it on your third day yeah. of your period. Yes. Right? So I will be doing it. And then it's fun because I think we're going to do a little recap about that. But I think I am having this weird midlife crisis right now. Again, like I said, I want to dye my hair red. I want to get a tattoo. I want to pierce my nose. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm like, do I even have eggs left? Am I drying up down here? Like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But I also feel like I'm in my prime because let me just say my hinge is popping. Yeah. You know, I have no shortage of dates. I get to see the DMs there too. A lot of people like, slipping in, I'm living matching. My, I'm living my best life and I'm dating. I'm like meeting new people. I'm experiencing like, I don't, I'm figuring out what I want, but I also feel so lost and having no idea what I want. Yeah. It's it's a weird time that I think a lot of us are in. So I don't know. I, I think my biggest failure personally would be for as much money as nurses make and that I've made in my career that I don't think I did the best job with my own oh, financial situation. That's a good, good To one. be perfectly honest and like put it out there. I, you know, I did own a house for a brief time in 2017, 2018 with my ex and that ended up just being not a good financial decision. But I didn't go into that house thinking I was going to be selling it a year later. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I thought that was going to be a very long term like life investment. And it didn't turn out that way. And yeah, I'm not like a total irresponsible asshole. I have 401k, 403b. I have mm. a retirement account. Like, yeah. so I'm not like completely. I just think. It is hard. Damn, I've been a nurse 10 years. I've made this much money over the course of 10 years. And what right. do I really like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's hard. And then again, I live in like a very expensive area. So I don't know. We're all in that kind <laughs> of crazy. Millennials, I think right now. So I don't think I have that. any necessarily like failure other than just I've hit a lot of bumps in my road along the way of life that I've like learned from. Yeah. I think that's a really good way to put it. Cause my biggest failure, like in a tangible sense was when I, um, you know, didn't get, I failed NCLEX. So that's the first thing. And I like talking about that because I failed NCLEX the first time. And I think it's important to kind of normalize that because I did. And here I am all these years later. Um, and I think it's so interesting because that moment in my life, when I had that first, that was like a, a really, <laughs> a really big blow because I, it took me so long to get into nursing school. And then when I got the results, I just had the most like shame and like, I'm it was just like, what am I doing? Is this worth it? Which and sucks. Cause I can look you in the eyes and say, if I had a baby and it was in the NICU, I would want you hundred percent to be my baby's nurse. And that's not because we're friends, thank you. but because I've worked alongside you, I know the kind of nurse that you are. And I would feel comfortable with you taking care of my baby thank you. as someone who's taught nursing school. 
and precepted a lot of new grads, so on and so forth. I can tell you that there are nurses that have had straight A's, aced every test, and I wouldn't even want them to walk in my family member's room. I'd be like, absolutely not. Turn around, get out. Yeah. No offense, but well, that's... I, and then again, that doesn't mean that all smart people, smart, I don't even know if that's the word, but all good test takers, all good straight A students are going to be bad nurses. I'm not saying there's a correlation there, but I'm just saying the correlation doesn't work the other way. Just because you didn't pass NCLEX the first time does not mean that you're not a phenomenal nurse. Thank you. And, you know, and it was such a struggle for me to get into nursing school, period. But what I think in that moment, too, it taught me the most resilience I've ever had to have. You know, when you're in that moment of doing something that you love so much and you're working so hard for it and then it doesn't pan out the way you're supposed to, ironically, because of that whole situation, what I ended up doing was moving home after because I went to U of A in Arizona. I moved home. I spent about six months total from start to finish of like studying, regrouping and really focusing. And it was like one of those moments for me where it taught me the importance of really putting your blinders on. And if you want something so bad, you will literally work your ass off to make it work. And I had to, I had to do a lot of different things, a lot of tactics for studying. I had to go the extra mile. And I think it made me the nurse I am. I'm very appreciative of what I do. And I know we're going through a lot right now as a nursing profession, like not going to deny that. But I, I, it taught me a lot as a person and like the true meaning of, of perseverance. Best and worst relationships. Oh, um, I would say my best one would be my biggest failure one, which was, you know, I was with my ex for seven years. We were engaged. We owned a house. We have two dogs together. He's the one that named Rambo and Moses. Um, God, I love him. I have a lot of love for him. I always will. I'll never have anything negative to say. We loved, we loved him. He sucks that it was what it was. I think the difference of who you are as a person at 25, when we got together and when we broke up at 32, a lot happened in those seven years and a lot Mm -hmm. of differences. And I don't know, could it have been saved? Maybe did I do a lot of things wrong that I could have done differently? Yes. Did he absolutely do we both own it and acknowledge it? Yeah. Did we even kind of try to talk a couple years after breaking up and see like, I don't know. It's a a big learning. I'll say it's my best, though, because I think that if anything, that taught me a lot to be a better person, to be a better partner. Um, So I would say that was the best, even though it obviously failed. Um, Worst. I don't know. I've had just two other ones like one I would say was so quick. The fact that it like lasted probably all of seven months total. And in those seven months was already talking about getting married, moving in together, having kids, Mm -hmm. like the train left the station at full speed and was like crazy train. Mm -hmm. And my friends were like, Samantha, this is the crazy train. And I was like coming from this, like, well, I'm in my thirties that you know what you want when you know, you know, and it's like, bitch, you were crazy. But I realized in hindsight, that was a very narcissistic person. I've never, my ex was not a narcissist in any way, shape or form. So that was such a new experience for me with all the love bombing so early at the beginning so that you think that this is like the most amazing, perfect relationship and human ever. And then to do a complete 180, like three or four months in, you're like, what just happened? And it's so quick that you don't even get to process it. So I would say that was my worst because it was so just 
tumultuous and such a mind fuck. But then my also worst was like, remember that person that lived on the East Coast that yeah, had a live-in girlfriend? Of, oh my God. Someone cheated on me. You cannot even that write this. Lived on the East Coast and had a live-in girlfriend. Yeah. And he was lying to both of you. Yes. Yeah. But and then she still married him and had a kid with him, yeah, which is like shocking. I'm like, yeah. girl, and she's a nurse. I don't know. I'm like, why would you do that, girl? But whatever. I'm not going to judge. I <sighs> hope you're all happy. I, yeah. I hope he's a better learned a lot husband and dad than he was prior to that. Because what a pile what? of shit. I'm like, to put that much effort into cheating. Here's my thing about cheating. I don't have a problem with people that want to have open relationships right or be poly I don't have a like ethical non-monogamy I get that sex I don't know I feel like there's a big difference between sex and relationships and I'm not even saying I would necessarily ever be in an open relationship or that's something that I want but I'm not against them or those that do them so if that is something that you like need to fulfill you I'm like super pro supportive of that but to me be honest, it's like right be, it's like be it's honest, the be honest about it it's yes. the fact that you can cheat or like i said just like last this past week this married man got my number hit on me asked me to dinner and then like i i didn't go to dinner but on the phone i was even like all right before i agree to go to dinner with you like i need the back like what's what's your deal what are you coming with like i don't want to waste my time going to dinner with you if you're like just broke up with someone a week ago. No, you're actually currently still married. No, and the crazy part about this story, you guys, because she just told me, is he literally asked for your number like randomly at out, the gas station. At the gas station, and I'm like, wait, so you're telling me this this man Lily approached you yes. and was like, you he wanted to get your number. Yes, and then all and then he's not forthcoming with the fact that he was married. Like, really? But then when I point blank asked, like, oh, what's your what's your background? What's your story? And he said, oh, I'm married, but things haven't been good, and we're we're like gonna it's like oh how how many of times are you gonna break up fucking trash and i was like honestly i've been hit on by so many married men that it's so like i'm not it's i it's I don't crazy know. to me how uh, how truly <sighs> you know common it is which it's is crazy. so frustrating and one of my friends even said to me like messaged me and was like the shame about it is he probably has like a really good like ride or die at home probably yeah. and I'm like yeah and they honestly probably even have a good relationship and what he's telling me is bullshit and it's like I yeah. just I can't that's so frustrating and it yeah, happens to world. me Oof. a lot a lot of like married people and I don't I just have a personal problem with to me because that comes down to a communication thing if you're sexually not being fulfilled you need to speak up about well, it. Well, that's why we love talking about this here. I think that's something that's really important, right? Is to, because you don't want to get to that point in your relationship where yeah. you're at that point. And like, let's be open about those things. I think for me, okay, so I'm going to start with the worst one first, uh, was a relationship that I had prior to Jacob. Oh my God. <sighs> yes. Okay. So this was actually um, a family friend of ours who I had grown up with him for many, many years. And I had known him. I, I knew the true kind of person that he was in the in terms of like, I, I really did love him. I thought he was the most, he was kind of, this is really sad of me to say, because I feel like a lot of nurses, we all kind of fall into this, but he was kind of broken. Like I knew he was broken. He had recently gone through um, death of one of his siblings. 
there was a lot of things going on in the household, a lot of dynamics in their family. And I kind of was like in that mindset of like, I can help, I can be there for I you. I can fix him. And he was a very successful man. Um, he was also, I would put him in maybe a narcissist category or very selfish, but then would kind of gaslight me into thinking that what he was doing was for us. Um, very, very successful. We had a lot of fun. We did a lot of really great things. Like he had a house in Havasu. We went boating. We did all these great trips and da, 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 da. And he was also the guy who basically told me when I got my job, my first job, which was not near our home, he was like, I don't, he basically was like, I don't want you to become a nurse. He was basically telling me he wanted me to be a stay at home mom. And I was like, are you, you know, and in those moments, it was really tempting, kind of like it was like, yeah, someone who wants to like take care of me and do all yeah, these things. Sign me up. Sign me up. And then slowly as things went on with this particular relationship, he was really pulling me away from my family. He was pulling me away from my friends. I was not, I was not a good person in that relationship. I was starting to become kind of a shell of who I was. And there was a series of things that happened where, I found out later he was, of course, cheating on me with someone else. Um, and then <gasps> he, why are men? Yes. And then the hard part, and this is really hard for me to admit, is like he was the one that broke up with me, actually. I didn't break up with him. I loved him so much that I was like, I think I was willing to do anything to try and, quote, help him and be there for him. So I totally understand you if you're someone out there that has been in yeah. a relationship like that or if you are in a toxic as fuck moment. Like, it's really hard to leave someone mm -hmm. when you are in those moments. Long story short, fast forward, of course, the best one being with Jacob. And it's so funny because like he Can we clone Jacob. Uh, he's such a good person. And I think initially I want to say this, too. I kind of blew him off initially. Like we first started. Can we talk about how you had a crush on two people. Yes. Like Jacob and someone else. And I uh, will never support your decision for who you had a crush on because. The Ew. It, it was so toxic, you guys. And it was someone at work that and we And they had were not with. cute. I'm sorry, oh, Tori. Was, no. Yeah, I'm not going to. No. He Your was just. sometimes is so fucking questionable because I Jacob know. is a babe. <laughs> and this guy. He's pretty hot. No. Yeah, no. Barf. The other one. Okay. And the other one was also toxic patterns. Very much someone that I definitely should not have been talking to even in the first place. So it kind of blew him off. I was seeing someone else, not seeing someone else, but I was kind of dating. And then long story short, Jacob took, it, took me on our first date. And it was so thought out. It was very low key. It was super fun. We love fun. Jacob. What a king. And king um, he, so after our first date, I was driving home and he had texted me um you know are basically saying like okay well I know you wanted to do this paddle boarding thing and so we went paddle boarding I was he basically had lined up our second date and said like okay so when are we going and it was just so nice to be with someone and my husband I will say this too is like this is what I love about you and him is you guys are so funny and he's so witty and we always have fun together and I think that was like a big thing for me was how easy it is it's just a very easy like fun loving relationship and I think you know I appreciate that now especially having been through the toxic one so if you're someone that's in a toxic relationship or you're getting out of it it's the good news is is that you're going to appreciate a good one and you're going to know a good one when you get there don't 100%. look at me <laughs> don't look at me 
Um, this is maybe kind of like a thing off of stemming off of that. Has your life panned out the way you thought it would? Not even in the fucking slightest. Yeah, it's crazy. And I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up career wise. Right. I am very single and I never dreamed of just one sharing my life so publicly in a public platform of social media and this podcast. I don't know if I want kids or will ever have them. I just, I have never one. No, I thought I had a house. I thought I'd be married. I thought I'd be on my third kid going. I probably thought I'd be like, have two by now, maybe thinking about a third. And yeah, no, not at all. I know. And nor mine either. And I would say maybe just at different phases in my life, I wanted different things. I think, Growing up, I thought that I wanted to have this a type of husband that I would never have to work again, or I never would have dreamed that this would be a piece of my life. Like I never would have thought that this this kind of thing. And now it's interesting because it's almost like I think I we I was accidentally manifesting doing this. And I think you and I are both people that really do want something bigger or more and I also like stimulating things I I like changing it up I like trying new things and I really love I don't know I I never would have pictured this but I love where we're going with this I love the selfie community I think it's just it's crazy I never would have pictured our lives here I thought that I'd be a NICU nurse for 30 years yeah that where I started as a new grad I'd retire there at whatever after 30 years and that would be my entire career yeah. On that note, too, I will say this. I never thought that I would love. I do love my bedside. I really love where I'm at right now. I don't know long term what that means. And I think we'll be keep we'll be shifting and shaping and sharing our journey with you guys along. And we love hearing about your journeys, too. So I will say that. But I, I do like my bedside. I will say this, too, though. Right now, I really am enjoying working one or two days a week per diem. That's something that I think you and I both. I, I don't think I will ever be staff again, ever, anywhere. I don't think I'll ever ever I think that I probably have a good year of patient care left in me as a per diem right and that probably it yeah you know and I love the honesty like a lot of us nurses are feeling a lot of people in healthcare are feeling that way so it's good conversations to have um what's your best what's your biggest pet peeve my biggest pet peeve is when someone says like oh can we talk but it's not like right now because I have anxiety that it's going oh. to make me like think about it for the next five hours. Like, well, what do you want to talk about? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it serious? Is it stress? Like, remember when I had that one meeting scheduled for work oh, with yeah. HR? Oh, my God. And she, you guys, she was literally texting me like every five seconds. She was like, what do you think? Da, 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 da. Like, overthink. Like, and I was, I was like, spinning. no, it's probably fine. Just They wanted to ask if I had it. my COVID vaccine. Yeah. And I was spinning, thinking of every possible situation about why I'm going to be fired. I'm like Rod from um, Instagram and TikTok. (laughs) I I I love Rod. I can't. I don't like when people are like, can we talk or I need to talk to you. I'm going to panic and freak out about what it is. Or my other pet peeve is when someone will say like they were going to say something. They go, oh, no, never mind. Like, I can't tell you. And I'm like. Why would you dangle that carrot? Yeah, that's like, it. I have to know. I'm the nosiest person. I used to force my sister to tell me what my mom You're like, me could for you my not? birthday. Could you not? Yeah. So I hate those things. I mean, I have a million other pet peeves, but those things make me very annoyed. Yeah. I think for me, um, it's when people who maybe are not open-minded 
or willing to hear conversations. Mm, mm. It really drives me nuts. Or people who have a very black or white extreme thought process and cannot have open conversations with people and actually listen. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that drives me nuts. It's like, just be able to hear someone out, have the conversation. I love I love having conversations with people that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. I think it's so stimulating. I think we need to open that conversation more. I hate cancel culture. I am not here for that. I think the ability to be able to hear someone out, listen to their side, understand their story, their background, whatever their system or their belief is, and then you know, be able to have that open conversation and who knows, learn something. I just think this whole idea of if you don't agree with me, we can't be friends. If you don't side with me, we can't, I can't even, you know, you know, it just drives me nuts. I want to have open conversations. I like stimulating things. Maybe I don't agree with you, but I want to hear why, what's the root of that and like finding solutions in better ways. I just think that's like where my head's at. Here's my thing too, with people that are open-minded you have to be open-minded to everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't like when people are super open-minded, but then we'll Only just if it banish and write off people that are maybe a little more closed-minded. It's like, hear them out. Yeah. I don't agree with closed-minded people. I'm a very like liberal, <laughs> open-minded person, but you sometimes have to hear like, well, what, why, why, what makes you tick? Why, where I is this coming that. from? What makes you tick? Yeah. I love knowing what makes people tick. Okay. This is a fun one. If you won or was given $1 billion with a B dollars, how would you spend it? Calling up the plastic surgeon. Um, Hello, doctor. Can we get me on the schedule tomorrow? Okay. I got things I want to do. All right. We are first going to do a full. (laughs) Hear me out. So there's this like doctor in San Diego that does like facelifts. I don't need a facelift. So let's calm down. Okay, okay, here we go. But like I want a fat, tra- instead of using filler, I would like a fat transfer to face. And then he does this minor like skin tightening thing where I could just like mm. my neck a little okay. bit. So we're going to get snatched. So I would just start it now as preventative because if I do all these little things now, I'll never need it. And then I need a thigh lift. I had like obviously massive weight loss in my day and I would love a thigh lift. And then I would schedule my... ICL surgery for my eyes. Okay. So little mini facelift. It's not a real facelift, like skin tightening, fat transfer to face. Okay. Um, you have a billion dollars, honey. You I know a lot more money. I know. Thigh lift. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then um, the ICL surgery. So that's it. Now I'm looking beautiful. Okay. I'm hiring my like nail lady, mas- like massage therapist, like all the things to just like weekly. Like Optimize. I want like my like Kardashian hair stylist on deck every day like I want my glam squad so that I'm always just looking like a hundred okay and then I'll get to my charitable <laughs> things once I make sure I look because I got a billion dollars yeah, yeah yeah um honestly I am donating millions like uh, hundreds of millions to the children's hospital that I started at Me as too. a new grad I would donate so much money to that hospital like there's a build out make whatever yeah. whatever needs to be built there built needs it. it i would give and all put my the name money. all over it <laughs> i especially like the nicu like blow that nicu up the yeah. transport team i would make sure has like every state-of-the-art equipment that they need for transport i would donate so much money to that children's hospital and then i would invest a shit ton obviously but then i would try to just honestly i've always been into like charitable yeah. things i love animals yeah yeah so i would start 
all the dog rescue, animal Mm. rescue things in the world that I could do. Um, There's just so much, so many social causes even here without even having to start looking on a global scale, but just even in our country that could need our attention. And my, I am really just a big children and animal person. Um, That's where my heart like kind of always gets. Then travel. I just want to travel the world. Mm. I I just want to see. I think every time I go on a trip and I see another culture, I become a better person because of it, because it makes me more self-aware of what the, what's going on in the world and not just in my own isolated bubble. Yeah, I agree. Especially after our last trip to Israel, that was like the biggest eye opener for me. And got a little tattoo. I know. Okay. So here's how I would do it. Well, first of all, okay. Half of that is going to go to taxes. So, you know, you got like 500 million, right? Whatever. Darn. Darn. Okay. Um, first thing I would do is pay off or help any family members who need any financial help. Cause you know, Fuck here, them. Help. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I would help With my family. My I family? love my family. I love my family. I would help them. Yes. I would definitely, some of, them. Some of the, I would distribute money accordingly there. And then I would make me look bad. Yeah. I would <laughs> probably hire like a full-time chef. Cause I would absolutely love that. Mm. I would buy a house for sure in mammoth. Actually, I would buy goal. one house in California and then I'd have no money left over to do any of the things <laughs> I talked about because it's so expensive here. Uh, I would buy, we would buy a couple of vacation homes. I'm thinking like the mountains and then maybe one, I don't know, like where else I would go, but we love mammoth. And then that way it's also something where like our friends could use, you know, mm-hmm. cause I like having a place where everyone wants to be. I love being that Social person. Butterfly. So I want to have that. Um, and then I would, okay. Personal chef, probably I would deck out our house and do all the wellness things. Oh, so let me guess. You're going to get the cold, cold the plunge, plunge or cryo. We're going to do some well, cryo. Both. Why, you got Don't yeah. be cheap here, Elon Musk. <laughs> you got the money, girl. I would do um, sauna. a sauna for sure. Yes. Steam room. A steam room. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, probably have a full-time masseuse of some sort. Yes. Love that. I would hire a full-time team to help us with the selfie show oh. so we could actually, like, produce, like, on a mass scale of the of all the things that we want to do here. I know. I just want our videos on YouTube. Yeah, there's so many things that we want to do, but we just, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're, we're trying. S- we're trying. We're getting there. Um, and then I would definitely start, I, I agree with you. I like the whole idea of giving back. I really love um I really I would probably give back to our our children's hustle as well because I think that that was you know for me my start and they mm-hmm. gave me they gave me a really big sh- you know my first shot if you will yeah um and then also horse rescues were mm-hmm. you know my mom and I are really big about that um and then you know in terms of there's actually a really big um organization not big but it's called um ride on which is a equine therapy program for children who with dis- disabilities um i would like you know definitely help them out and donate there yeah um any cause that i can really you know and then i i really like the idea too of supporting um the gay community and I, I would definitely throw a lot of money towards that because I think that everyone deserves the right to love who they want and to be with who they want and to, you know. So I just have a lot of things in mind. How else? Hmm. A yacht? No. I wouldn't spend money on a yacht, no, I feel like. No, boats are stupid. No, I'm boats like too much maintenance. Homes. What would be the invest. car you would buy? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm not as much... 
I just love my I love my little C two fifty, my little girl. I, I think I'd look good in a Range Rover. Range Rover, Rover. yeah, right? that's like kind a of white like one. oh, oh G wagon moment. I'm here for that. Yeah, I don't think I would look good in a G wagon. Also, can we get a glam squad full full time? Yes, full time glam squad. Let's do that. I'm okay. here for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you could go back and give your 18 year old self some advice, what would it be? Take care of your health. Which it's like I knew, but it was like I couldn't see out. I I could. I feel like I tried. I mean, obviously, like if you even go back to oh, what is it like January 2021 when we first started this podcast or maybe it was even December of yeah, 2020 December, yeah. when we did the body image one. So obviously I'm like very open there about struggling with like eating disorder and all like gaining, losing weight over and over and over and all of that cycle. But I think it stems more from a mental health place. And then I feel like it's very hard to take care of yourself physically if you're not mentally in a good place. And that was my problem was for me, it was a mental health issue that allowed me to not take care of my physical health. But I do feel like I missed out on a good chunk of my life or like even just spent all of my 20s so unhealthy and unable to like truly live my best life that I'm actually now enjoying in my 30s. And I don't wish that I could have done anything differently because again, I think everything happens for a reason and you are where you are because of what you've experienced in your life. But, you know, that would have been my advice to my 18 year old self is mental health matters and get that in check because you only get one body and I didn't take care of myself physically at all in my twenties until I was in my thirties. And I want to live a good life. And my even reason for doing that was because I had originally wanted children. And I realized coming from a NICU background is if I have children, I don't want to be a mom that's overweight, unable to play with them, do certain things with them, be there. And I don't want to like die early and leave them. So I just think, again, you only get one body and I'm all like, dude, I'm eating gummy bears as I do this, but I worked out yesterday. So I have a, I think I finally found a balance. I'm not sitting here preaching that like you can't enjoy yourself and you have to like, I don't think diets work. I think being super regimented, I could go off on these whole tangents that I'm not going to because we don't have enough time, but in general, you only have one body and your physical health is what's going to allow you to live this really long life. So I, I wish I prioritized that a little bit sooner, but yeah, you know, good. we're here now. Yeah. I think you? for me um, was advice that my dad gave me when I was going through everything with, with nursing stuff. And literally all what he said to me was baby, just keep going. And mm-hmm. it was like the best moment where I was basically telling him that I was thinking about not becoming a nurse because I was just so, I was like, is this for me? I don't even know. Maybe I should just, you know, go a different route. And he was like, no, you, if you are, you are meant to do this. And at the time I was, I was so, so down on myself. And he just said, just keep going. And that was the best piece of advice that, you know, I made plan A, plan plan B, plan C. I just learned how to get down to the grind, put my head in it and really be in it. And I saw this really interesting post by Gary V the other day, and it was, it's kind of morbid, but the, what his message was, was really good. And basically what he said was, you are going to be dead for much longer than you will be alive. Wow. Like, whoa and it's so interesting because it's to me that was like a moment of like 
wow, like, what am I doing? And am I really happy doing this? And I think if you're just someone that's listening to this, and you're like, having um, going through something, or you're just like really struggling, or you're just like, kind of in a moment, like, just really try and you know, kind of dig into what is it about your life? What do you want to get out of your life? And just keep going, like do, do whatever it is for you that makes you tick and makes you happy. And, um, you know, you're going to have hardships. We're all going to have hardships. We're all going to have things that we have to push through. And some things that you really want are going to be really fucking hard. Like Sam and I have both done really, really hard things to do the things that we love. And that to me is worth it. That's worth my time here on earth. And, you know, just to really cherish the time you have here, love the people who you love. And, um, yeah, I mean, just live your life to the max. Well, that kind of goes along with like the actual best piece of advice I was ever given from someone else was the time is going to pass anyway. So we get asked all the time, like, am I too old to go back to nursing school? In four years, it's going to be four years from now anyways. What did you do in those four years? In four years, are you going to look back and be like, damn, I could have been a nurse by now? Mm -hmm. Like the time is going to pass anyway. So whatever that goal is, that thing you were thinking about doing, starting your business, career change, relationship, lifestyle, like, habits that you wanted to build or create the time is going to pass anyways Anyways, so do it do the thing what does selfie mean to you community hands down I freaking love every time we get a new review I screenshot it and send it to Tori like and I monitor them I think a little bit closely because I'm like a little OCD nuts but and then the dms the messages the messages anytime we like get feedback that something we said reached someone that is because there's been times honestly this is not easy no like we put in so much time energy work money of our own all these Mm -hmm. things and it's not like we're like balling off this or by any means (laughs) like we're not joe rogan yet over here yet and there's times yet manifest there are times where you know sometimes i'm just cranky grumpy and i'm like Capricorn moody I just get in yeah, these things where I'm just like <laughs> think I'm like what the fuck am I even doing is this even worth it yeah like why like how long am I gonna do this and for what and then I'm like oh well this is exactly why I'm doing this yeah yeah I agree I feel like community this has been um the I think just one of the greatest things that has ever I don't know for us as like selfie moms together it's the greatest thing that I've ever been able to to create and to do it's a whole new platform and we're just so thankful for every single one of you I swear to god like it never it is never um over us or beside us when we Mm -hmm. we get a message like it's just always so meaningful so we're just so thankful for you, you guys. This is I, what we're meant to do. And we can't wait to keep growing and bringing you guys more fun and more goodies and more insight, more people, more guests, more topics that we need to talk about, taboo things. Experiences, Ex- because yeah. now that like pandemic stuff is hopefully seeing yeah. an end in sight. Yes. We have a lot of things that we want coming up. to come up to actually like see people yes. in person. Yeah, we have a lot of big things coming up. We hope in the next year that um, we're manifesting as well. And we hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope, uh, I don't know. I feel like this was just something fun. We wanted to pop off and have a little fun with you guys today and give mm-hmm. you a little more insight about the two of us yes. and what makes us tick. Yeah. And we want to hear what makes you tick. 
or a fun fact about you? Yeah. Anything? Yeah. Um, this came inspired from a post that I did this last week. And so we want to hear on the post this week, like, what makes you tick? What did you love about this episode? We love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Yes. Make sure you are following us on our Insta. That's at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. You can find all the goodies linked there in the bio. And you guys, I have just updated everything linked in our bio. So if you go over there, check it out. All the savings, the goodies, our merch, all the fun stuff there for you. And please, like we said, we'd love when you leave us reviews. But if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, drop your IG handle. We will be sending you out stickers, pins, goodies, swag bag. Love to love to say thank you for supporting us. And drop us those five stars on Spotify as well. Yes, thank you so much. And make sure you're following us on our Insta. That's at Nurse Tori. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. And stay tuned for a bonus episode on Friday. See you Friday. Bye. Bye.